Hello. Oh, hi. I'm so glad you're here. Mother wanted me to come out in a kimono. We had an awful fight. Do you know who I am? <laughs> clueless. Totally clueless. I'm Miss Body Beautiful Beal. Edie Body Beautiful Beal. Little Edie, my mother. Uh, we live out in Grey Gardens. No, clueless. More you have no idea about Grey Gardens. More hints. Oh, it's, out, it's, a, it's out in Long Island. Do you think our listeners are going to get this? <laughs> um, the gay ones will. <laughs> okay. It's, I'm so clueless. Okay. I'm giving you my best eighty, little eighty. You know, you can't have your cake and eat it too in life. You know, it's very difficult to keep the lines between the past and the present. Very difficult. Okay, well, I, I shot my load on that one. Never mind. <laughs> I have no I, idea. Can we just put Onyx on? Because no one knows what no, that is. No, because he's actually being quiet. Oh, all right. No one knows what that is. But no, guess- just because you don't know what something <laughs> is doesn't mean that everyone doesn't know what something is. I think you're I think you're getting hateful and we barely started. I'm not. I'm just saying, like Grey Gardens, it's a documentary. You know, Jessica Lang and Drew Barrymore reenacted it. They reenacted what? Grey Gardens. It was like one of the first documentaries in the 70s about these two old ladies living on Long Island in this mansion that became decrepit and was full of cats. There was a Broadway show about it, Brenda. I'm so behind. Okay. It was like 15 years ago. Okay, I can try something else. No, we're going to, we'll make that one work. (laughs) (laughs) And see all the hate mail you get for not knowing Body Beautiful Beale. I guess. So. I was going to be a dancer, but mother wouldn't like me. I had to stay home and take care of her. <laughs> okay. All right. I'm Brenda. And I'm Dusty. And this is I'm Afraid to Ask. Where each week we ask one another simple questions and big questions. She's 54. He's 32. And after 10 years of friendship, we have so much to learn from each other. Through nuance, insight, laughter, and tears. So what are we going to learn this week? Oh, no, Dusty. I'm afraid to ask. <laughs> hey, Dusty. <laughs> wow, Debbie Downer, how are you? <laughs> I'm just kidding. Are you ready to start today's show? Absolutely. I've been waiting all day. Okay. Well, if the listeners haven't figured it out by now. <laughs> it's a simple formula. It's a simple formula. We are going to have a pop quiz because I don't like calling it that other thing. And then the big Q is going to be a little different um, because the big Q is coming from our listeners this week. Mm-hmm. We have listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good thing. There's more than 10 of them. Yeah. And uh, then. And then. You say it is your favorite segment. No, it's not anymore. Not after that. <laughs> like I'm, it's a, I'm afraid to ask you for not telling me. No, no. It's your favorite segment, which is, I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. Yeah, I'm going to find a new favorite segment. <laughs> so is it time for me to pop your quiz? Yeah, go ahead. People love it. People love it. People uh, love it. Okay. Okay. All right. First one. Mm-hmm. Do you eat food that's past its expiration date if it smells good and looks fine? Yes. Next question. 
<laughs> wow. <laughs> okay. Sorry. No, I'll be the one that extends. Do you know that a lot of people in New York are like, oh, that's been in the fridge for two days. You can't eat that. Like that's they don't a- eat leftovers. But it's a, it's a racket. Those expiration dates are rackets. A lot of them. Oh yeah. It's all made up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We're Southern kids. We know like, well, it's growing mold on it. Scrape it off. All right. So <laughs> you can cut mold off a of cheese. Is it cheese mold? I was going to say we did it all the time. Okay. Um, ooh, what is something horrible that everyone should try at least once? Well, the first thing that came to my mind was poi, which I had in, you know, of course, Hawaii. What? Poi. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, poi. I, I had it at a luau in Hawaii. I'm, I'm listening with my confused face. It is that is, P-O-Y or P-O-I? I don't know how you spell it. Do you want me to look it okay. up? No, I just want you to tell me what it is. It's nasty. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's P-O-I. No, I'm looking. Okay, at- no, don't, don't look it up. Just tell me what, tell me this experience. That's what I'm asking. And you think everybody should try poi? Well, I'm just saying, I'm going to read to you what it is. Okay. <laughs> it's a Hawaiian dish made from the fermented root of the taro or the taro. What is that? I have my glasses on, but I still can't read it. Which has been baked. <laughs> listen, it's been baked and pounded into a paste. It's just, anything that's turned into a paste is. Disgusting. It's just like this disgusting, gross, um, pasty blob. Of but bleh. aren't you supposed to like put it on something? Nope. Nope. You just eat paste. They just eat it, which I never ate glue. And I don't know if it's similar or not. <laughs> Did you say you never ate Groot? <laughs> no, Groot is in Guardians of the Galaxy and he's so cute. No, I'm talking about. Oh, good. She caught a reference. What did you say? <laughs> I said. <laughs> I have seen both Guardians of the Galaxy and you're the one getting me off track. Um, no, I said glue. I never ate glue or paste as a child. Or play- glue? Or okay. Pa- or Play-Doh. Alfredo? What is wrong with you? Play-Doh. Oh. Listen, but my, my mom always, for Sunday school, she, you know, when she had her, when she had pantyhose on, she went to Sunday school. And she t- <laughs> I forgot about that. And she taught the children in Sunday school, she would make homemade Play-Doh. I don't know if you know you can do that, but it's so much better than the store-bought Play-Doh. Yeah, because it's non-toxic. Well, I mean, of course, Play-Doh is non-toxic. Well, I... because kids eat it. But... <sighs> <It's>... <laughs> Go on. Okay, so I'm just Finish saying... this. It's always a can of worms. Always a can of worms. All I'm saying is... Homemade Play-Doh, I used to make it for uh, my daughter when she was little, but it has better texture, but it's like cream of tartar, flour. It's just, it's easy to make. You put in the food coloring, but sometimes at Sunday school, like she had this one little boy that would just always like crawl under the table and eat the Play-Doh. And uh, (laughs) and for some reason, I think, I guess that's what I think the poi tastes like when you're at a luau in Hawaii. that. Did that boy grow up to be like a congressman or something? I don't know. Okay. But Mm. that was my answer. Um, I have two more. (laughs) When was the most inappropriate time you busted out in laughter? 
Dusty, I don't have answers to these questions. And for people who think that we pretend or get these questions beforehand, we don't. Okay. Good stall. When was the most <laughs> inappropriate time you busted out with laughter? I guess at the hospital. We did it all the time. <laughs> okay. Pick <laughs> one particular inappropriate time. No, you don't understand. And I know you don't want to be serious on this, but but oh. here we here we go. Okay. Buckle up, kids. It's another <laughs> Brenda story. Well, it's not that it's a Brenda story, it's just the truth. It's that I think families deal with stressful situations. I think they either like get all sad or they laugh. Yeah. Okay. So our family is the kind that laughs. Mine too. Okay, then you understand. So when <laughs> yeah, so when my dad was in a horrible accident where he worked when I was 16 and then ended up having to have all these surgeries and I mean, it, it's no fun. Um, when did you laugh? <laughs> at the hospital all the time. In, IC, one- in, in ICU waiting room. No, you don't understand. All the time in the ICU waiting room. Okay, but I mean, like, I'm asking you, like, what? I, I get it, like, all the time. But is there, like, a specific no. giggle that you all, like, knew? Like, what I would say is, like, a time when you start giggling and you know you're not supposed to and that makes it worse. No, for some reason, it's like I, <laughs> I walk into a hospital, I go into ICU, and I start giggling. <laughs> it's okay, not appropriate. So... It is not appropriate. It's, no, it's like nervous giggling. Okay. And everybody else is like all serious and crying and upset. And I know I'm supposed to be. But for some reason, I just find everything around me funny. <clears throat> so there, I... These are horrible answers. I'm so sorry. Okay, well, I'm I apologize to, to the Ugh. listeners that I have horrible answers this week. No, okay. Well, I'll chime in with you to where I think we're on the same page. I think I may have told you these before. Okay. Real short and simple. What I would say the number one most inappropriate time was when I was living in Florida. I flew home for a funeral Ooh. and not very many people knew that I was back because I'd been gone for a couple of months. And I was in the back row of the family box because, you know, most funeral homes, there's that, you know, family room that you can't see the family if you're in the main service area. Right. Right. So not many people knew I was there. But at one point, the pastor made an appropriate kind of side joke about the departed. And, you know, I have a very distinct laugh. No. No, don't say this. So then all of a sudden, like, every, I mean, and then the family was laughing too, like, the whatever, but it was like, I was just mortified that it just came in like, like, <laughs> he would have laughed too. All right. Um, I think we've talked long enough. I'm not going to ask you another pop question. No, ask me another one because maybe it'll be better than one of those other ones. Okay. Um, Who knows? Name an old person thing you do. How long do you have? <laughs> just like one, like... <laughs> Uh, how long do you have Maybe I, I, it's one of those things of like I'm asking you things where it's like and you do this to me sometimes too like I can tell you my answer you know what Dusty it's interesting that you just asked me that question because you know what I got in the mail on Saturday <laughs> please tell me you ordered from a catalog no no I did not because no. my mom still does no no 
No, I'm very cool. I get stitch fix because I'm cool. No, I got in the mail on Saturday. It's like, sign up early. Don't wait. Start collecting all your benefits. Here they are. Come on. Oh, you, you got your now. AARP card? I did. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait. I said I put it on the counter and I was like, am I going to do that? I am woman. Hear me roar. Here's my AARP card. I'm proud of it. Yes. Or am I going to do that? Good Lord. What does this mean? I'm going to start, you know, it's all over from here. Oh. No, you're Frankie. Remember? Yeah, I am Frankie, but I don't have when any weed like, in the fridge. See, whatever. <laughs> But it, <laughs> I, just, um, I was going to say of like that scene, whenever she's like trying to be a yoga instructor and they think she's going to be a patient and she like squats down. She's like, see, my knees are nubile and young. <laughs> um, wow. I, All I was going to say is I have a pill case so I can keep up with it. <laughs> that was my 30th birthday present to myself was a pill case and a magnifying glass. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I need I need the listeners to give me some feedback and should I sign Welcome up? Welcome for- to the fifties. <sighs> uh, 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 uh. I love hey, that Hey, mama! Whoa, whoa, whoa! All right. Hey, mama! Hey, mama! Look at me. Okay, <laughs> I love that show. But you're getting ripe, like some old cheese. <laughs> I don't know what to do. I don't know if okay. I should sign up or not. But um. Do it. Get in those movies for, for cheap. <laughs> that movies don't work that way. You have to be like 70. I know, I'm not, I think the AARP just gets you cheap life insurance. I don't know what it gets you. I haven't opened Thanks, it. Thanks, Obama. <laughs> <laughs> Dusty. Uh-huh. It's on to the big Q. What? Onto the big Q? What is wrong I with I love you? how we've always called it the big Q when you never told anybody that it means like Q is short for questions. I think our listeners are smarter than you give them credit for, Dusty. <gasps> I did not say that. Don't put words in my mouth. All right. What's the big Q? The big Q is a question that I have been asked many, 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 many times. Okay. Like three. But <laughs> they want to know how we know each other. And I, you know, I'd kind of like to know, too. (laughs) (laughs) I was just about to say the same thing. I was like, okay, go on. Tell me your answer. Okay, I'm going to start. Oh, boy. (laughs) So my first memory of you, Dusty, is um, we were both at a community theater. Uh Uh-huh. And um, my daughter was in a show that Jim has been mentioned on the show a couple of times, uh-huh. was directing. And I don't know if you had an official title. You probably did. It was probably assistant director or something. But I can remember it's a it's not in the round. What do you call that design of the theater? Semi-round? I don't know. Go on. Okay. <laughs> thrust. But it's like ground level thrust. Yeah, yeah. And I can remember being um, in the... I, would you stop saying that? <laughs> <laughs> I can remember being um, in the audience on like stage right 
which would be stage left, but I was in the audience right, in the house right. And I can remember looking over and Jim was set up and always, it's just always chaos around Jim. And, uh, and I say that affectionately and, um, but he's a brilliant director. And all I remember was seeing this young man just constantly bringing Jim coffee. <laughs> that was a long time ago. And for some insane reason, the show that was being performed was called Best Christmas Pageant Ever, which has been around forever and was <laughs> done forever. But for some uh-huh. reason, my memory then was you were trying to teach a cast member, and they're all children, to do a Minnesota accent. What? <laughs> Why? <laughs> As we heard in the opening, you do enjoy accents. And oh, don't you know? I love a good Minnesota. <laughs> Why on earth was I trying to teach those kids some Minnesota? <laughs> you were so far <laughs> ago. I've never been to. You were so far ago right now. But for, yeah, for some reason. And so maybe that was a different <laughs> show. Maybe I've muddled up because we crossed paths many times at the, yeah. um, yeah. At no, the this theater. actually, you're ringing, you're digging that up of like, there had to have been some reason. Well, do you think that was maybe a different show that you were? You no, I, it must have been like one of the uh, teenagers as like pretending was. to be one of the moms in that show. And I remember you were showing her how to pretend she was using a mixing bowl <laughs> and stirring. Yeah, it was Christmas pageant. And you were just, oh. why would it be a Minnesota accent? Because I, I found it amusing. <laughs> Do you understand um, how inappropriate? Because, I think it was because it was because she was, I think, and oh, I hope, I don't remember who it was. I think it was like trying to pull something <clears throat> out of them to do something because there was just like going out and saying lines, you know, working with kids. So it was like, well, let's try some fun ways. And that's how I was doing it to try to get some energy out of her. But Dusty, all the children were in the South, all the children were Southern. So all the children in the play that were supposed <laughs> to be the children of these people. <laughs> <laughs> they would have Arkansas accents and that you were going to have this random teenager who's supposed to be a mother figure or a church lady. It was one of the church ladies. You were trying to coach them to do a Minnesota accent, if my memory is correct, because you were, t- you were at some point. I still don't understand how this is a bad idea. That's entertainment. <laughs> it is a horrible idea. That's and, how I would have done it. <laughs> and, if, <laughs> and if Jim had had enough coffee, he would have stopped you. But um, He I probably didn't know I was doing it. <laughs> But listen, this is what you need to know. So let me think. How old would you have been then, do you think? Uh, 20. Okay. So I would have been 42. Okay. And I was so impressed that you could do a Minnesota accent. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So that's my first, my absolute first memory of you. Um. So one of my earliest memories of you, like I knew you, like, and I was working with all the, the kids moms because I was doing that like at my church and, you know, with children's theater and with community, like I was just all over the place. But one distinct thing that I remember was I think it was a New Year's Eve party at your house in Fort Smith. Mm-hmm. Um, you may not remember that. And so we were, because, um, you know, Cameron had like this play area where you could do karaoke and dress up and all that fun stuff. She had a little stage thing. Mm-hmm. And... You and I had been just like kind of like getting to know one another, cutting up a little bit earlier on in the night. And uh, 
you started singing Grease with someone, Summer Nights. Yeah, Summer Nights. Uh, no, Summer no, it was, it, was, it was me and yeah. you. You made yeah. me do it with you. Yeah. You and, made me do that yeah. song with you. And uh, <laughs> the thing, I will never forget this. Do you know what I'm going to tell you? You sang the lyrics are like, met a boy half my age. <laughs> Oh, I don't remember singing that. Yeah, and it was, like, I just couldn't even sing it. It was so funny that you did that and made that parody. And I was like, this lady, I'm going to hang out with her more. <laughs> you were like, she's clever. Well, before we took to the karaoke stage up in the playroom, which all sounds very bizarre, because <laughs> that's what it was, we were in her playroom where... Well, here we go again. Glenn had created for her a stage and <laughs> with curtains and she had a karaoke machine and, and feather boas and sparkles. <laughs> it was like a regular drag nightclub. It kind, anyway. of, kind of was. But before Minus the bar. But listen, but before we went up, we grabbed leather jackets out of the hall closet. Oh, <gasps> that's right. <laughs> I remember that. You were like, let's put on a show. I forgot that. Yeah, you were like, does this fit? Put it on. We're doing grease. And they were they were old. They were old. Yeah. <gasps> I forgot about that. <laughs> yeah, but I will say. And <laughs> now I distinctly remember it. And the judges were children. Here's the other thing is that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Because it mm -hmm. was like Cameron, Sid, and Grace were judging us. <laughs> yes. And we. The 12-year-olds as the adults are like drinking champagne and they're drinking sparkling cider. We're yeah. doing a karaoke like American Idol style. <laughs> the adults were all all competing. And we, lo <laughs> we lost. Who won? The human calculator. I'm just, Life's unfair. I'm so disgusted about that. I, I just don't even want to talk about it anymore. <laughs> We're still better 15 years later about a talent show in your own house where the prize was nothing. <laughs> no, what was the prize? There was a there prize. There was no prize. Yes, there was. I, We'd was, have to ask the girls. I think they made a certificate. <gasps> they may have. I wouldn't know because we didn't win. No, we didn't. <laughs> we, didn't win. <laughs> we didn't even get first loser or second loser. There was just one winner. Oh, wow. Okay, so okay. this is my yeah, question. Oh, wait. This is something else I remember. You asked me to be a judge at your church. <laughs> I do remember that. And then you told me I was too hard. But, you know, it's like, <laughs> suck it up. You either do it. I mean. If oh, okay. I love that coming from you, that you say that I'm mean and hateful all the time <laughs> and I'm too critical. And the one time I tell you, like, your judges form's like, I agreed with, but it was like compared to the other guest judges, it was like you were the Simon Cowell for those poor kids. Justy, listen, I believe in honesty and truth. And whenever I worked in theater, it doesn't matter if it's adult or children, which <laughs> cue Dusty telling the story about how I told him he shouldn't sing a song. Go ahead, Dusty. No, I was going to say how you criticized me on our first episode when I said sometimes not every drawing goes up on the fringe. <laughs> you said that was harsh. Well, sometimes, Dusty, you didn't need to sing Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas or whatever it was. <gasps> That's not how you said that the last time we talked about it. <laughs> Gay Gaspin clutched the pearls. <laughs> All I know the is you... The truth if, is coming out tonight, folks. If, listen, <laughs> Fasten if, your seatbelts. It's going to be a fun tonight. Well, this is what I discovered. 
working with theater, whether it's adults or children here or teenagers, whatever, here's the thing. They're not going to believe you when you say, that's fantastic, if that's all you ever say. You have to every now and then just say, this is not our best, and we're going to figure this out. <laughs> so that when I finally do say that's fantastic, they know it's true. So when you called me aside about that, I told you. <laughs> so I was like, Brenda, I appreciate your concern. I don't give. I don't care. I don't care. I don't have time to care. Um, but thank you for your concern of not letting me be an ass of myself. But yet you were glad to lie to everyone about my 60 second uh, movie reenactments. The well, same that, that was different. I was helping you. Prof- I, we were creating an illusion. <laughs> wow. All right. I think it's time for us to move on to further friendship history. Before. <laughs> okay. How did we end up doing a show together? If that's Which what you want to talking about. What are we the talking? Children? Didn't we just do Cinderella? Did we do anything else together? Okay, so Cinderella, I'm going to tell you, that was all your idea. You thought it was a great idea to have me direct that show. I yeah, and I was the music director. Yeah. It was a great so, period. It was a great period. Um you had this great and I was like, sure, I'm down, you know, college student theater like I was doing just everything to stay busy. And um, it was directing this little traveling children's show to go to a few elementary schools. And, like, it'd be, like, an afternoon, you know, rehearsal a couple times a week, maybe. Yeah. That, like, yeah, that's for a couple months. Me. Yeah. <clears throat> so, um, unfortunately, uh, halfway through rehearsals are Cinderella. And you remember how adamant you were? You were like, she's our Cinderella. Her mom was like, no, not my daughter. She just wants to have fun. We're like, no, she's Cinderella. No, no, she was great for Cinderella. Yes, and she was. And then she played on the monkey bars and broke both of her arms. <laughs> so we had I don't know if it was the monkey bars. I think it was she was running in foul or something. It doesn't matter what the details were. Cinderella showed up to rehearsal with two broken arms. Yeah, two casts and still had to sweep and sing swing nightingale. Yeah. <laughs> in in key. You know, if you're gonna do it, it's gonna be in key. Oh, uh, we know, Dr. Yelvington. <laughs> okay, Dusty, so the other really complicated before we even talk about the traveling, is that we had two casts. We had the younger cast, where Cinderella broke both arms. Mm-hmm. And then we had an older cast. And what that cast, if you if you remember what that was, it was like a local group had received some grant funding. And so there were some kids that didn't normally get to participate in different things. And they got to come and audition. And we basically kind of did a show with this older group of teenagers. And um, they were awesome and delightful, but they, but they also sometimes were getting in trouble at school and um, would have to go to like the alternative school every now and then. But they were showing up to rehearsal and they were, they were having a good time. And we were having a good time. Don't you remember? This sounds like one of those like Michelle Pfeiffer <laughs> inner city movies, and it wasn't that bad. It wasn't. Been spending most our lives living in a gangster's paradise. But here's the problem. It wasn't that bad. Yeah, but Dusty, first of all, we were just trying to figure out how to get this done. And we were we're gonna talk about the traveling aspect, but how do you make a set travel? And then the younger cast, Cinderella comes in with broken arms, and then the older cast. Uh, it wasn't Cinderella. I think it was one of the. Oh, it was one of the stepsisters. It was one of the stepsisters because Cinderella drove two hours from Oklahoma to be in this ridiculous yeah. thing. Well, it was a wonderful experience to work with us, Dusty. And 
it was worth every minute of that two hours. As long as you're on key, it's a wonderful experience. It's a wonderful experience. But yeah, the stepsister didn't show up there for a while because I don't know what she did at school, but she ended up in GV. And so one of our stepsisters was not, was kind of like in, you know, young teenager jail for a while. But that was well, okay. And- With two casts, we used one of the younger stepsisters to fill in, and that just looked great. This little teeny child in with <laughs> these teenagers. Gosh, it was ridiculous. Okay, well, let's talk about the dumb traveling aspect. Who? Because what we wanted to do is we wanted... Whose idea was that, Brenda? Mine. Mine. <laughs> because I felt... I felt the theater should be taken around. And it was wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, that's one of those things I do. I mean, we have our ridiculous stories about it. I mean, who doesn't when you do things like that? But, like, the kids, the teachers, when we took the show, this little chintzy thrown-together show around in the schools. And you remember, I was determined to, like, that little set thing. Like, there was some adult work building it. But it was like, you kids paint it. Like, I wanted it to be... Mm-hmm as much of the kids as possible. Cause if it was, you know, if your set and costumes are all done by the adults, then who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like it was for, it's supposed to felt put together by the kids. Yeah. Okay. So Dusty, who, whose idea was it to get a trailer from your church? Well, we had, we had no idea how to transport. What we did was a, it was a box on wheels. That was the set. So we could just spin it around. Mm. Uh, mm-hmm. I now have learned my ways as set design, but as a, dumb college kid that was the easiest thing at the time um anyway so we needed that but we also had like oh we had those (laughs) those damn grand staircase pieces for the ball it was so ridiculous that we were trying to haul this around and we were trying to it wasn't that much though it just wouldn't fit all in the back of your uh suv because you had you know America's Got Talent level sound equipment in the back for these kids to sing um, Disney songs. Yeah, but anyway. They had the same Yeah, so tell them what, okay, tell That's our, tell our, That's tell our listeners what happened to us. So we <laughs> borrowed a trailer that you, you know, just hook on the back of a SUV and uh, instead of renting one, you know, because it was a nonprofit organization. So we borrowed that and hauled it over. And then the morning of the first performance of this show, (laughs) Brenda and I get that trailer hauled over there. And then we find out it has a padlock. (laughs) And Brenda and I are just stuck there going, what do we do? We We didn't have a key. Yeah. And we had like 20 minutes at least to be... At the school. It was do or die. So, it was like, it was so, a make it work didn't moment. I, didn't I drive back home to my parents where I was living at the time? Yeah. Yeah. I drove and, back home to my parents and I got some bolt cutters. <laughs> and it took the weight of both Brenda and I <laughs> to put on the bolt cutters and both of us hold one handle and use all of our weight to cut through this padlock. <laughs> like a cell phone still weren't coming back then. You remember, Brenda, this is like 15 years ago. Well, not only that, we were in a dicey neighborhood with bolt cutters <laughs> breaking into the back of a trailer, Dusty. That had a church's name on the side. That had a church's of it. name on it. And we were in a rough little area. And um, and you know what? I didn't know you just we didn't know each other just super well. No. And I think truthfully, that is our defining moment when we together Oh yes, we know that. Yeah. That's our defining moment when we cut the padlock off the back <laughs> of the trailer. 
in the middle of the street. <laughs> and then loaded this ridiculous set to the back of it and yeah. said, all right, kid, let's put on a show. And we put on a show. And, the only- and we did. And it was great. I mean, because it wasn't all just like one. I think we did like a few tours. <laughs> we did. We did like a little mini tour. And Cinderella, yeah. she got her cast off, I think, by the time the show. Just like, just like the day before the yeah. show. Well, but then the fairy godmother was late. And there was this panic moment that... Did the intern tell you all this stuff? No, I, no, no, no. I remember this. Okay. No, I remember this. She oh, because you thought you were going to have to be the fairy know, godmother. It, it was like, I, yeah, well, Brenda will be the fairy godmother. I'm like, but jeez, I don't know the words. Super <laughs> fragilistic. And me as the panic director was like, yeah, you're going to put on some wings and a hood. You're going to do something. She had had this beautiful cloak made by her mother. If you, It was all this stuff. And we had all the costumes, but she was late and I don't remember why. But the panic, the sheer panic, because I didn't know any of the words, yet I'd taught the whole thing. I would have let you go with the songbook around there. Yeah. Brenda, it's bibbity bobbity boo. How hard is that to other, remember? There's a lot of other words in between. Yeah, simple of something. I can't, I don't, can't do it now. Sajakaluda, something, something. Bibbity bobbity boo. That's all I remember. Ta da! That's all you needed in it. Pineapple, 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 bibbity bobbity boo. That's about what it was going to be. Watermelon, cantaloupe, pineapple, watermelon, bibbity bobbity boo. Anyway, which leads me to our last before the podcast, our la- I think our last time that we were together is when I co-owned a recording studio. And That's you- not the last time we were together. That's still early on. But go on. Well, that was our last, like, well, I don't. Okay, then I'm. Well, working together. I mean, we yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah, yeah, yeah and okay. it was called Omega Sound Recording Studio, and it had mm-hmm. a lot of female employees, and you were a nice young man, and we called you Omega Boy. Here he comes to save the day. It's a mega boy. (laughs) 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 Always a bridesmaid, never a bride. So Dusty, and then we just kind of parted ways, right? And then we're disconnected for a long time. And then I don't even know how we came back together. Well, we would touch touch base once in a while. Okay. Um, So what I will say is I've asked you this before, and I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you again. And say, Brenda, after all this time and everything, why did you want to do a podcast with me? I've been thinking about doing a podcast for a couple of years. And I just always knew I needed, I wanted to do it with you. And part of it was, if I just did a podcast, it would be so boring. I knew I needed, (laughs) I knew I needed somebody that was going to compliment me, but as we've started sharing stories and we've talked a whole lot more and we talk, we talk that when it's not being recorded, you know, just other times and planning and stuff. And our backgrounds are very similar in a lot of ways, the way we were, you know, growing up, we both grew up without any much money or in a lot of things like that. And then truthfully, um, I believe there's a lot of you that reminds me of my brother, Glenn mm. and Glenn and I are only 18 months apart. And, um, wow. Yeah. I don't know what mom was thinking. Wow. That's weird to me because, uh, you know, my sisters, you know, we're 10 and 20 years apart. So I can't imagine being that close in age. 
but we were, and we did everything together. And because of some um, different reasons and because we'd moved from California, it ended up that even though we were um, different ages, we were in the same grade from fourth grade on. And we looked a lot alike. Um, and so people just assumed we were twins, but we weren't. Mm-hmm. But we were together all the time. And then, you know, at the front of the episode, I talked about, you know, laughing at ICU. Glenn was always there with me. And we have an older brother, but he was older. And mm-hmm. by the time my dad had that horrible accident, and then he barely recovered from the accident and got, and then was diagnosed with cancer and died within four months. And my oldest brother mm-hmm. was off in Japan because he was in the Air Force. So it was, it was, you know, Glenn and me that were, you know, living through some of those really, really tough times at home. But he's, it, there's just, you guys are kind of similar in your, your, your sarcastic humor um, and kind of that quick wit. And of course, and he's an artist, he's very talented and uh, a designer. And I, I just didn't realize it, but I think that's a lot of why I'm so comfortable and I wanted to do a podcast with you. I don't know. Isn't that interesting? Because I never knew that until we started doing it. Yeah, there was something that pulled. That's just like, I think uh, that that last question was kind of like, I think a lot of people, when they ask, how do we know each other? It's also like, how did we get to this? <laughs> yeah. So, so Dusty, let me ask you, why did, when I, when I asked, because I think I mentioned it first, um, mm-hmm. why did you say yes? I told you, I can drink and talk about anything, anytime. <laughs> <laughs> but Dusty, as we learned on our third episode, Mama, I'm sorry, you know, mm-hmm. this, this is not just drinking and talking. It's no, like, it's not easy. Yeah, we and we discussed that in that episode, which mm-hmm. was like, well, I didn't realize that, uh, it, you know, everybody... Yeah on earth could possibly hear these conversations but no regret just uh yeah but why did you why did you say yes because coming from you it's like i think we i think we both have stories to share and explore with each other in our complementary way um that can help people because like you said, like if you had a podcast by yourself, it'd be boring. It well, if I had, if I had one, there wouldn't be a point. Oh. <laughs> so that's where we balance each other out of like, well, the, you know, and this is what I'm learning about all of this as we keep trying to do this week after week. I'm learning so much about myself and yeah. I am helping myself more than I'm probably ever going to help anyone else. And you know what? That's a good thing too. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah, that's what we said before we even let anybody know we were working on this project, mm-hmm. which is, uh, you know, it's us figuring it out. And then hopefully that can help somebody else figure it out. Yeah, we'll see. And you know what, Dusty? And when all else fails, just get the bolt cutters and cut off the damn log. <laughs> yeah, that's what we do to each other all the time. But we pull the, we pull the bolt cutters together. <laughs> You want to introduce the next segment? Brenda, I <laughs> I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. I have a dog named Skeeter, and I have a dog named Maya, and I'm getting somewhere, okay? And they Normally are... you say Maya and Skeeter, not Skeeter and Maya. Well, but this story is a little bit about Skeeter. Okay. But they're both uh, rescue dogs, mm-hmm. and um, 
yeah, so they're, they're very loyal and they each have very different roles. They play Skeeter. They're both female and they love each other, but Skeeter is like the house protector and Mm -hmm. Maya is like backup from inside the house. You know, it's like you go on out there, Skeeter, and then I'll be right behind you in the house with mom. So, Mm -hmm. um, you know, even though we live in town, we do live in Arkansas and, um, (laughs) <laughs> even though we live downtown, right, by the University of Arkansas and the, all the bars and clubs and stores. So we have this possum that... Um, oh, no. What's, oh, no? You don't even know where I'm going. I just... A possum's never a good story. <laughs> so we have this possum. And it it has this ritual where it climbs up on my fence and hangs out. And Skeeter goes out and just makes, like, a crazy dog out of herself. You know, she's normally like woof, woof, woof. But then the possum's out there and she's like, ay, ay, ay. I mean, she just sounds like a chihuahua. She's out of control. And, yeah, because she knows it needs to die. Well, and she's a, you know, Skeeter's a medium-sized dog. And she sounds ridiculous. So she, but she gets great joy. It's like they get great joy out of each other. It's like the possum looks at Skeeter and Skeeter looks at the possum and she tries to scale the fence. And it's lovely drama. And I have to take a flashlight and I have to get Skeeter in because she can't have the dog going crazy out in the yard in town. And I drag her in. And well, what is the point of the story? Well, about, <laughs> about, about a week ago, I'm taking the trash down and there's a dead possum. Ooh. Yeah, and you know, I realized that this was Skeeter's possum. Mm-hmm. And I knew she was gonna take it hard. So I just kind of What? <laughs> well, she loved that possum. It was a love hate no, relationship. No, I it was a love hate relationship. And she loved that possum. <sighs> and so I started no. to have like a little service or do something for no. the possum. And and then it no. just laid there and laid there. And then next, and I was like, you know, when we'd go for a walk, we'd do a wide berth kind of trying, because I didn't want Skeeter to see and get upset. But Live berth? A wide berth. Like we do a big. <laughs> <laughs> do a big. I have no idea where your stories go when we do this. Segment. This one is so going somewhere. But anyway, so I did anyway, the possum just <laughs> laid there and laid there and I just felt so bad for it. And I didn't want Skeeter to see it. So we kept just trying to avoid it when we'd come out. So yeah. But me. then, but then, Dusty, but then sweet, no. sweet little Win <laughs> I'm gonna do a shout out to sweet little Winston. Uh-huh, and, the Welshie. The Welshie, who is my neighbor. Mm-hmm. And Winston's just the most adorable puppy, but apparently Winston wasn't spared the sight of the dead possum and likened it to your street spaghetti in last week's episode. And um, I, I just wanted you to know that the possum died and Skeeter, but Skeeter's doing okay. I can say this sincerely. <laughs> Brenda, I didn't ask, but thanks for telling me. <laughs> All right, Dusty, now it's your turn. My turn for what? Tell me something that I didn't ask about that I'm going to sarcastically thank you for at the end. (laughs) Well, mine's actually (laughs) nice this time. Mine was nice. Mine was about the friendship between a dog and her possum. That the dog wanted to kill and some other dog beat her to it. 
No, I think it was a car. I think it was a college kid because I lived by the school. God bless him. All right. Okay, so mine is, um, I'd heard about these, but I didn't really research them. Um, So for birthday present, like a surprise birthday present, I got in the mail a weighted blanket. Have you heard about these? Yeah, I know someone who has one. Okay, yeah, because I have, uh, I've mentioned before, Can I uh, just anxiety. Inter- may I interject that you might need to get one for Onyx? Because he is just wailing and whimpering in the background. I know. Hang on one more second. I'll start over. Okay. Onyx! <laughs> I'm leaving that Zip in. it! I'm leaving that in. I'm leaving this in. You can't no. make it. I'm not taking it. It makes me in. sound like a horrible parent. I'm leaving it in. <laughs> I'm a Southern parent. Okay, so I got this weighted blanket for my birthday. I'd kind of heard about them. And as I've mentioned before, um, you know, last year I was diagnosed with uh, anxiety. Mm-hmm. And um, so I tried it last night. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, this is all right. Like, you know, because it's like it weighs 15 pounds, but it doesn't feel heavy unless you pick it all up at once. Right. I don't know how to describe it. It's It's mm-hmm. an interesting phenomena. But I will tell you. Speaking of Onyx, mm-hmm. he didn't go to bed with me last night, but he came in p- bed in the middle of the night. And I was like, here, get under this. Mm-hmm. He did not move. Aww. <laughs> like he was perfectly cocooned with it too. And, um, and so this afternoon when we watched, you know, a little lazy Sunday TV before we cleaned and everything, same thing. He was all about it. And, I am too, and I'll tell you, like, as we're recording my little blanket for it, I added this for extra acoustics. I am underneath the weighted blanket right now. Um, They're awesome. I have tried one out a couple of times because I know when that has it. Uh-huh. And it's very comforting, but I have a feeling Onyx is just like a litter of pups, right? They're just all in a pile. What? What is with you and my references today? I said Onyx is a litter of pups. No, I said for him, a weighted blanket probably makes him feel like he's back in with a whole litter of pups where they all lay on each okay, other. Well, you you just said it fast is all. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, probably. I mean, it is a weird kind of cocoon feeling. Like, I still don't know how I feel about it, but I'm like, I'm all right with it. Like, uh, I did toss and turn a little less, but. I also do that whenever he lies right next to me. Um, but I think it was good for both of us. Anyway, it's a little expensive. Yeah, it is. But it's literally worth its weight. <laughs> but uh, uh, I caught that. I caught that one, Dusty. You're welcome. Anyway, if you're interested, I highly recommend it. I do too. It's made my weekend. And now that you've reminded me of this i'm thinking this could get skeeter through her morning period what oh uh, the dog is not mourning a possum <laughs> dusty i i didn't ask but really thanks for telling me about that okay so it's time for our sign off dusty i don't i don't have, dusty i don't have a clever sign off um, i know wait I've no. Got, no, I've got no. it. From the hills of northwest Arkansas, bibbity bobbity boo. Can you hear my head banging against the wall right now? No. Do it louder. Wow. Do it louder. Ow. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't mean for you to really do it. Well, I thought you wanted a sound effect. Uh-huh. <laughs>
right. Bye. Is that enough? This has been I'm Afraid to Ask, co-hosted by Dusty Westfall and Brenda Yelvington. Random noises within the podcast provided by Onyx, Dusty's dog. Edited by Brenda. Theme music by Brenda and performed by me, the podcast intern. Find them on Instagram at I'm Afraid to Ask.